2: Hello and welcome to a brand new extra special episode of Tender Loving Care with your host, myself, Pauline, and my darling Kate. Kate and I have decided we cannot not discuss the latest in the 90 Day Fiancé franchise. 90 Day Fiancé the other way. As you probably know, our podcast, Tender Loving Care, which is available on all podcasting platforms, has a new episode each Wednesday. And in that podcast, we break down a show from the TLC network, past or present, deep dive and discuss the glorious chaos. We have decided to watch even more TLC even more, and get in on the new season of The Other Way and release it as some more content for you, our beautiful, trash TV-loving listeners.
0: Kate! Good evening.
2: You're here. Good evening. Bonsoir, mademoiselle. Bonsoir.
1: Kate, how are you doing? I'm just great. I've had two Diet Cokes today, Mm. a little bit of water, just, mm, just a little
2: bit. You need a little bit.
1: Yeah, just a sprinkle. And I'm laying in bed recording. I'm good. How are you? Dreaming. Um, Kate, how do
2: you feel? What is your, what are your views on diet coke in the morning?
1: Uh, I say crack it open. I mean, mm. 10, 11 a.m. That's about the earliest I go. But That's I'm, the I'm earliest. with it.
2: Okay. Because, you know, when I when I go out for like a brunch, which might be like, oh, even a breakfast sometimes, I like to have three, cons- actually, sorry, four consistent drinks. I'm notorious for my drink because I want to have, obviously you have your water, mm-hmm. then you have your coffee because it's morning, so you have to have coffee. Yeah. Then I would like a cheeky Diet Coke mixed in and then an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> so I like to have Bloody Mary Diet Coke coffee, water with lemon ever that is dream
1: minimum yeah minimum three drinks at all times I am the same way I respect that and I love it
2: I love it. well tonight uh, you may be able to hear mm. got a little tinkle tinkle in my glass yes. <laughs> because Holly needed a drink so my friend Kayla gave me a very very nice bottle of um tequila for Christmas and she said it's a really good like sipping tequila and um I like that I like the idea of not just having the piss poor tequila that you're like trying to mask in with mixes I want to have like a nice sipping one that you can be you know look semi-sophisticated with just throughout the evening right sure um, so I have, I've poured myself some of th- it. I hadn't opened it because I will bore you again with my lack of drinking, but I have not been drinking. Um, but I poured it open the other night with our mutual friend. And then, um, I thought, well, you know what? Tonight is one of those perfect LA nights. The light, like right now it's 7.20 and the sun is slowly setting. I went out, I washed my car myself vacuumed it all went into the garden watered all of my garden and I came in I'm about to discuss morons for the next hour and a half and I thought you know what just a little bit of sipping tequila and that's what I have
1: it's the perfect setting for it it you do look very classy with that glass with the lime the clear drink
2: but but I did muck it up a little bit because I'm not 100% classy because I put it's It's getting, you know, boiling in LA again. So I put the tequila in the freezer and that is such a faux pas. You are not supposed to put tequila. You're not supposed to free or like have tequila chilled. It's always supposed to be room temperature. And I put ice cubes in it. So, really, I'm still a ding dong, but you know, I tried. <laughs> I tried. I love our beverage corner every week. <laughs> love a beverage corner. That's, uh, you know, we desperately need jingles for the show. Once again, guys, anyone that can write jingles, please send them in to us at tenderloveandcarepodcast at gmail.com. But um, I love we have a little beverage chat. We start off with the beverage chat and then inevitably a weather chat. And then we <laughs> go in then we go into the into the morons glow soon becomes ashes okay we said last week that whoever is it's my dream job to write the title of these shows but whoever is doing it i imagine it is this is this is like because you know i love a backstory completely fabricated backstory whoever it is like who would it be that would be in charge of writing a title of a tv show it's actually a really good question. Like, who would do that? An, yeah. edit- an editor? A
1: producer? Yeah, at, and at what point are they, they must be editing the whole episode together. Yeah. And then they all kind of sit there in the editing Hello. bay and kind of toss out ideas.
2: I, exactly. I, actually, that's a ri re- if anyone has any info, let us know. Because, I mean, Kate knows, knows so many people that work in the industry. Oh. Uh, because you know, we're really we're really big out here in LA and Austin. Um, but no, that is a really good point. I wonder who names titles. Whoever it is, I want your job. But my backstory is that I imagine it's a I see a gentleman that has worked on set and is doing a a physical job that he no longer has the passion for. He really is an artistic lad. And he sometimes pops into the writer's room and goes, oh, what are you working on today? And he has a friend that's one of the writers in the writer's room and just goes, oh, this is what's been going on. And he goes, well, is there any chance maybe I could submit my titles? Because these titles are from like a writer. The glow soon becomes ashes. Ah! And his name's like
1: Jerry or something. And he's actually so prolific.
2: Yes, comes in
1: and kind of observes the scenes, and then just the glow soon becomes ashes.
2: Then spits it out, and he's paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. I mean, that is the job that I want. Um, Uh, Kate, we saw. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think we we saw everyone this week. We saw Debbie and Osama, Jen and Rishi, Nicole and Mahmoud. Danielle and Johan, Isabel and Gabe, and Jamie and Chris. So we saw them all this week.
1: Some more than others, but yes. Yeah. Yep. At least a little.
2: We did. And we have put, guys, if you've not seen it already, head over to our Instagram, Tender Love and Care podcast, because we have put on, we got a sneak peek of the tell-all. And it is explosive. And I don't even know where to start with that. I mean, I would like to start with the all pink feather outfit of Debbie, but, you know, that's just a part of it. We have, you know, we, we, we don't, we see Nicole dressed exquisitely. She actually looks amazing. And we have Rishi crying. We have Debbie's son coming out and screaming stuff at Osama. I mean, it looks unbelievable the tell all
1: i'm just so excited chris and jamie are the most okay. captivating to me this season what about you
2: i completely agree you know i'm upset i mean i love us strange beautiful right but i was i don't really want to get in too much about that right now but let's start on our let's start on them then let's start on jamie and chris kate st- this episode starts with them correct
1: I believe so. It's uh, Chris and her mom are talking and... in a back
2: garden. But did you see like the the B roll that they shot?
1: What was it? So <laughs> for
2: for anyone like B roll is you know just the stuff when they're shooting like scenery or stuff around the town before they go to like the main main scenes. And it was like she lives in Haleville, Alabama, and um. The B-roll was this very vivid shot of this run-down-looking movie theatre that had written on there, Scream 5, Jackass. And I was like, Are we, is this episode sponsored by Sony? Like, I don't know what's going on here, but it was really, they held on it. It was like, Scream 5, Jackass. And then it went straight to Chris in the garden with her mum. It was so strange
1: either sponsored or they really want to hit you with the fact that there's only two movies showing at
2: the theater here. Exactly. I was like, is it a joint what's going on here? What's yeah. going on? But it was great. So yeah, um, Kate, we see her with her mom. Mhm.
1: And so basically what we get from these two this episode is each of them telling their side of the story about why their relationship is crumbling down. Oh. So Chris oh is and of course there's three sides to every story, right? Her side, her side and the truth. So Chris is talking with her mom saying that Jamie still doesn't have a job and she won't be realistic about money. She says I sent her a thousand dollars and she said it wasn't enough for her to pay the bills and her gym membership. So she said that she's going to sell My necklace that has my dad's ashes in it.
2: All right, let's stop there. Let's, because when that came out of her mouth, I really thought I was going to fall to the floor. So we have been speculating, as many have online, Mm -hmm. about what is exactly going on with Chris, because it's like bizarro town. As we know, hi, babe, I'm going away for two weeks to sort out banking issues and to get my narcolepsy medicine three oh sorry this is at this point five months later chris doesn't there's no solid explanation this is what's driving me nuts it's not like why are you not back in 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 Colombia? she says I am back here because I need to earn money. But no, 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 no. You came over here to sort out banking issues and to go home. If you knew there were financial issues, why didn't you tell her before you left? That was never discussed. But apparently, the second you got your ass back in Haloville, Alabama, which only shows two shows at local movie theater, you suddenly found out that you had to work all the time. It, it, None of it makes sense. And when she said, that mother is buying everything that Jamie said, uh, sorry, that Chris says a hundred percent. And she's going, you know what? You're a sugar mama. And Chris is going, yeah, no, I am Chris, by the way, we do flashbacks of her going, you know, you know, you, you don't need to work. I'll look after you. She, they got up by the way, they got married. Can we just remember that they got married? This isn't like she went over there and they were like, we've met and then we'll see what happens. They actually got married. They were gonna start a business and we see this great scene of her giving this necklace to Jamie and saying, I will be back. I'm giving this to you because you know I'll be back. When she said that? And you know, Jamie was gonna sell the necklace that contained my dad's ashes.
1: I don't believe that for one second. Thank
2: you. I wrote that. I do not believe it for one second. Second, Chris is calculated. Chris has an addiction issue, apparently. There is so many lies going on with this woman. And she sat there telling it to her mum and the entire audience of all of us. Like you say, there's three sides of the story. But hers is 99% completely false.
1: She's leaving out so much. Because she. what I believe happened is she completely misrepresented her finances to Jamie and made it sound like she would be able to carry them financially much further into the future than she actually could and she's not good with money and so it's easier for whatever reason and it's easier for her to harp on Jamie for not having a job than it is to admit that she's squandering their money elsewhere and she never had that much money to begin with.
2: Because uh, Kate and I do haven't had the time to go back and watch the first episode again, which we probably should because I am still not clear in my mind what she did or how she established money to get over. Because remember guys, these aren't people that are like, I'm going over a two week holiday the whole pretense of this is that they're going to live permanently in this other country. And she moved over there, made her girlfriend or her fiance get this apartment and then was like, well, this is where I'm living for the rest of my life. And now I'm married and then just pissed off back to America. So you're right, Kate. I think she, I think there's a whole mix of her not, really being, yeah, definitely not being truthful about financials. Then getting down there and understanding that it would probably take time to get a working visa after being married so she wasn't going to work. And she put her foot in it by saying to Jamie, oh, I'll take care of you. You don't need to work. Like, don't you worry. And then going, oh, shit. So I think there's a combination of all that. Plus also, they'd never met and i think she went down there and went oh nope exit and went back to america
1: it's a mess um okay i opened my notes from the first episode and i wrote down what she does what does she do so i wrote she quit her two jobs as a manager of a shipping company and as security at a school to move to columbia those were her two jobs apparently
2: okay let's not forget that there's also the stories of her that bike that got stolen that was worth ten thousand dollars we have a subpoena that never turned up we have two car accidents that happened back to back we have her need for medication it's lie after lie after lie
1: you're right we didn't hear any update on this rare motorcycle oh
2: sure. sure i mean watching her speak to her mom was just like you could see the lies coming out of her and that's selling the dad's ashes what a bunch of bullshit we can guarantee jamie did not threaten to do that
1: i i don't think she would do that
2: um so then we see Jamie um, in Colombia, and she meets with her friend. And this woman is distraught. I mean, she's at her wit's end. And it was so poignant when she's saying, I'm meeting up with her friend who he was a close friend of hers. And she said, you know, he always sees me as life of the party. And I've got makeup and heels on, and I'm embarrassed to see him because everything's fallen apart. And he didn't help by being like, well, told you so. <laughs> he <laughs> was like, well, I told you so. I know. He got that in before even the appetizers were on the table. He was like, told you so.
1: I don't want to say told you so, but I told you so.
2: Um and you know, she so she's explaining kind of what just the absurdity of it. She's like, she was supposed to leave, she's gone for this length amount of time, this this long amount of time, and I need her back here so I can actually talk to her. And I can't. This was an interesting point because she's Venezuelan. And we forget that in Colombia. And she says, it's not easy for me to get a job. And Chris told me, I don't need to work. And that apartment is an expensive apartment. And Chris said, I will cover it. I'm back in two weeks. And it is five months later. And she stopped paying the rent. This is her
1: wife. Like, it's horrible.
2: There is no, if you see that clip on the tell-all, it is, Chris is going, she's lying back in the chair, barely able to sit up straight, I wonder why. And she's saying, oh, no one understands how bad Jamie actually is. And, and Jamie's saying, I have texts from you having sex with your ex while you're with me. So, I mean, it's, Chris is going to get railed at this this all and quite rightly, because Jamie is being led on, she really has
1: I hope that they ask her the real questions about where all the money's going and but what she's know, really up to.
2: you know if you and I were presenting it, we would be giving the viewers what they want, and who is the lovely lady that presents it Sam Sean? Sean that's it, Sean she does well. Some of the time, but mm. I hope she hits hard because we love Sean and I want her to get in there with that Um because Chris needs to be, I, I really hope Sean brings up, well, there's been speculation online and from um, this English girl and an American they have a podcast dedicated to you um about a substance addiction. So I can't wait to
1: hear Debbie chime in on everyone else's stuff.
2: she's got that fan she sat there with a pink bluff fan peacock feathers which I've already told you peacock feathers are very very bad luck to have in your house so I I don't know but anyway anything else about Jamie and Chris on that it's just so awful to watch
1: no I think there's the fact that she's not even answering Jamie's texts kind of says it all you know it's your wife
2: I guess this is what I'm just so confused. How do you explain your behavior? She, I guess she, Jamie says, you haven't spoken to me in months. I'm working. Well, why aren't you back here? Like, oh, it's, it's, yeah, I know. She's, it's, it's a mess. It's frustrating, but at least we know, okay, that in the next episode or two, she'll be back in Colombia and we are going to get those fights that we have been promised
1: yep she's bought the ticket to go back her mom's like she needs to prove herself to you and i'm like i think it's the other way
2: around lady yeah bitch yeah um i mean the running into the production van i'm so excited for it it's like the donkey which we'll visit in a minute but it was one of the scenes that i've been looking forward to the production van all right what country do you want to go to next
1: uh let's go to the united states to (laughs) florida
2: We're going to go to Florida. We meet with our darling Gabe. And Gabe's back in Florida. Luckily, he's only been there a couple of weeks. And he is getting all his paperwork sorted out for birth certificate to head back to Columbia to marry Isabel. So he sits down with his mum and sister at the restaurant, tells them about the engagement. And they took it pretty well. Um, The sister, it was so pushed by production. The sister's talking about a prenup, which, listen, Gabe shut down instantly instantly which i think if uh, nobody should ever get married without a prenup ever 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 you need to have a prenup it's like insurance you have to have insurance you have to have a prenup end of story Mm -hmm. but gabe nope (laughs) not doing it um and basically he's we see him go through that and then he's heading back to get married in like 2 weeks
1: right yeah monica the sister she's a little upset he didn't tell her right away um and then she's did you hear all the stuff she was saying in the car when she's taking him to the airport she's like, like you yeah, the girls you date are always the same, and then I I find out something about them. This one, this one's a witch. That one doesn't yeah. want to work, and like then that. she tells the camera. Gabe goes for a girl who's very needy, very jealous, and a little stupid.
2: Oh, ho, mama! <laughs> God, and of course we knew that Monica was going to be heading down to Columbia, which we see in a preview next week, and. I mean they're definitely trying to push the angle of the drama right with them, which I understand because Gabe and Isabel don't have that much drama, so they're pushing them to kind of probably Isabel to get into something with Monica, but I think ultimately we know how these two are gonna go. they're gonna have this little bit, but they're gonna have a beautiful wedding and be married,
1: and everyone will accept everyone, and yeah, that's yeah, that's good,
2: yeah. Um, where where do you want to go to now?
1: How about uh, let's do Danielle and Johan.
2: We're going to the DR, we're going to Dominican Republic. I'm starting to feel like heart sorry for Danielle. I'm seeing her cry in nearly every episode, and it's getting hard to watch. So she goes up to meet with this ex, which is, I don't think is a great idea, but she goes to meet up with this ex and Johan's saying, I don't want you to meet up with him. And she's like, I'm going to go meet with him. Now I had, watching that tell-all um, footage, there was a guy in there I didn't recognize and it was the ex. So he's obviously getting dragged into the tell as well. But we see them meet on like this raft that's sailing down a river, which was so <laughs> bizarre, by the way, their meeting. Um, and you know, it's Danielle just saying, and her ex is hot, by the way.
1: Yeah, and it it was very telling hearing their backstory as well. His name's Talon and he's a I think semi pro basketball player that she says she met on the beach during the beginning of the pandemic. And mm. then they lived in Miami together for five months before she returned to her life in new york because she's like he had to travel and do his sports thing and i live in new york so we just we spent that little period of our lives together
2: i thought it was so mature and like elevated it was like she says that it was basically like we met each other we liked each other but we knew it wasn't going to go anywhere and we just wanted this time together so we just did our thing and that was it and it was it was like really refreshing it was cool, and I,
1: I liked it, and I appreciated their dynamic, um, but I it did make me wonder how much time passed between that and meeting Johan.
2: True. I cannot, yeah, so I don't know. How? I don't know. Did she
1: just immediately kind of get engaged to Johan? I
2: Probably. Know. I mean, look, these guys jump from person to person, but yeah. as they're sailing down a murky river in the Dominican Republic, <laughs> they basically discuss you know Johan didn't want me to meet you today um and he of course is saying oh I'm very surprised you're with someone that's so controlling and Daniel's like I know I know it's a bit of a problem but I just don't know what to do and they kind of have this conversation and then the preview for next week looks oh really uncomfortable and not nice at all Johan is meeting the ex And he makes a crude comment about, in front of Danielle, you know that she likes a man with a big dick. And it was so crude and so offensive. And the ex was like, uh. And Danielle sat there crying in front of the both of them. It's, I mean, look, as I say, it's this, no spoiler alert. If you go online, you see Danielle is in the Dominican Republic, living with Johan now. They've carried on their marriage, but she keeps saying like i don't this is not a side of my husband i ever knew it's not something i wanted she's not gonna have kids with them like i don't get the longevity of these two i just hope she's keep putting up with the shit that he is saying it feels like
1: they're both doing things that they don't want to in this relationship Mm, they're both compromising on how they do things or feel about things which i guess is a relationship but I don't know, like, I don't, I don't think that he should have to be forced to meet her
0: nope. short-term
1: yep. fuck buddy if Absolutely. he doesn't want to.
2: Absolutely. And, I, and, and he also does not need to be cook- kicking around a coconut. I mean, these are the things <laughs> that Danielle is making him do, and it's, un- quite frankly, unacceptable. And I think that, you know, they've tried to sit down with Baba, and Baba has, you know put that chain on the ground when he pulls the chain and puts it on the chain and told Johan what to do, but it's not working. So I don't know what Danielle needs to do. She may need to plant, plant another banana tree. I don't know, but she has to do something.
1: Yeah. Maybe something with the mangoes.
2: Maybe with the mangoes.
1: Uh, yeah. We'll see.
2: Um, The people we have left are, I mean, they're all gold. So Kate, take us to whatever country you'd like to take us to.
1: Uh. Egypt let's go to Mahmoud and Danielle or I mean Nicole sorry
2: (laughs) I will preface this with there were I'm sure you can imagine scenes I fast forwarded through and did not watch there was the shopping when there was an animal in a cage so I fast forwarded because I couldn't watch that then they went to a rescue which is fantastic but I could not see those animals either because it made me want to cry. So I had to go past that. So I just want to let you know, I did not see, I skipped through those parts. I did see her chatting with her sister-in-law and I saw them chatting at the cat adoption place, but on the bench. I did not watch any of the conversation when they were with the darling, beautiful animals. So take us, take us away with uh, Nicole and Makhlod.
1: So... As you said, she's at this open air market with Mahmoud's sister-in-law. Yeah. Who um you guys will remember is um Chinese, right? Yeah. And she yeah. she moved there to be with Mahmoud's brother and marry him. And Nicole reveals to her basically, I don't want to live here. I think that Mahmoud should come to the States with me. And the sister in law thinks she should give it more of a chance for a year or two.
2: Yeah. It was interesting. It was the first time. I mean, it was really sad. It was like we started the episode with with Mahmoud just going, Yeah, Nicole doesn't need to see so and so from last week. You know, the friend that she made that did that. She was like, He doesn't need to see her. Nicole's like, Yeah, I don't need that trouble, so I'm not gonna see her. So he goes, So I've arranged for her to go out with the sister in law, and the sister-in-law arrives, and the biggest once again, Nicole sits in a room for twelve hours a day. I just want everyone to understand that. I hope Sean brings see, I'd bring that up at the tell-all. I hope Sean does. But her big reprieve was her walking outside without Macwood to go to a market to see tortured animals. I mean it was it was so I, I and yeah. buy vegetables. Oh, but yeah, you're right. She tells the sister in law, I don't think I can do this. I don't yeah. want to be here. And yeah. the sister-in-law is just like, uh you Need to chat with Mahmoud.
1: Yeah, she's like, "What about your husband?" So um, Mahmoud knows that she want that Nicole wants a pet, and so they go to this cat um, shelter, I guess, and uh, they're petting the cats and. Nicole ends up telling us that she can't be adopting a cat right now because she doesn't want to have to give the cat up if she ends up moving back to the States, which she knows she's, she knows she's going to. And I was like, yes, you should only take a pet on if you're going to be with them forever. Um, So they sit outside and she pitches this idea to him. I'm going to go back to the States and set up an apartment for us. And then you can come as soon as the visa is approved. Uh, Live with me in the States. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't want to.
2: (laughs) Very different. This is quite shocking to all the 90 Day Fiance viewers because (laughs) we're so used to them just jumping on that. Um, But Nicole, I mean, look, the inevitable has happened. At this point, I think she's been there three months or something, and she's done nothing all day, every day. Nothing. And so she's go- and she still can barely light the burner. Can we also talk about that? She's like, we are three to four months in and her in Egypt, and she's this light. She's like, oh, I think I can do it, I think I can light the gas stove. And then she's like, finally does it. And she's like, Oh, this is amazing. That's all she's been doing for four to five months in Egypt, and it, I can't. Okay. So, um. Yeah, so, I mean, she we all knew she was going to head back. She was never going to stay there. She can't stay there. And I believe that we're going to meet her in the tell And she's obviously back in America, and she's living, hopefully, in L.A., so I can go and find her somewhere. Um, and I think it will just be like, we're just waiting on the visa, or we're waiting on him to come over. I think it's going to be that type of situation with those two for a bit she could
1: have found a life there. I think she hung out with that cool lady who told her about this other part of town where it's different, you know, you can wear what you want and we do all these cool, fun things and, you know, come with me. And it just, that just went nowhere. It's like, come on. But she, she wants to go back to LA. The she's, she's an odd one. Did you happen to hear that part where she's like, Oh, and he took me to see the cats. He's so cute, and he, and he, um, he was when I was away in the states. He would send me gifts of cats kissing. He's so funny. He's so funny and cute. She's
2: an odd. She's sometimes you're like she's so combative, but then there's other times where well, Mahmoud didn't want me to talk to that girl anymore, so I'm not going to talk to her. Like she, she is an odd, odd character, and um. There has been rumour online. Now this, I want your opinion on this. I have not, I did not think this at all. But there has been rumours going around a lot of close-ups that her hair is a wig. Thoughts? <laughs> I thought you were going to say That's
1: took me by surprise.
2: And there you go no I don't think so either I don't think it's there have been like multiple accounts now because I became obsessed by it where they're like oh look at the parting and look at this it's not there were close-ups on her bangs and they're so badly cut that I'm like they she definitely did that herself and then the back of it is got so short or she's been in Egypt but people are saying it's a wig but I will say no on a wig I don't think it's a wig
1: I'm gonna look closer for next week but my initial thought is no but Mm. we'll see um yeah that was pretty much them
2: listen i I predict what's gonna happen she comes back to america and he stays there and they're just talking about the visas taking a while for the next year yeah that's what i think is gonna happen with those two
1: yeah Mm. i agree
2: we know this game we know this game we've seen it do you want to go to india or do you want to go to morocco
1: Let's go to India. India.
2: We are at the table with Myra and Randy and Rishi. And Jen has fled the scene. She has fled the dinner table because she's so horrified finding out that Rishi's parents have actually been looking for a couple of wives. And she them to a couple of potential wives before that. So, one by the way, I put something on Instagram about all I can see when I look at Myra and Randy are um in Hocus Pocus, Sarah Jessica Parker, and the other woman that isn't Bette Midler. Like those two, that's all I see when I look at Myra and Randy. So go and look at that comparison on our Instagram Tender Love and Care podcast because it's all I can see when I watch them now. <laughs> um, so. We see them, they're kind of in, she goes back and they're catching up and they're like, oh, you're okay, you're okay. And she goes, well, I didn't know about any of this. What am I supposed to do? And the friends are trying to be like, they're trying to be supportive, but that Randy has a glint in her eye.
1: I loved Randy. So the girls are, or the women are still sitting there with Rishi at first. And I love what Randy says too. She's like, well, one of us should probably go check on her. And since I guess you're not going to, I'll go.
2: <laughs> I loved it too. So, it great.
1: so yeah, she's telling them, I need, I need to know the whole story. And they're like, okay. yeah, for sure.
2: Kate, hey, you've got to try and get your irises though up so high. And the eyelids, the top eyelids, down so it's very hard Kate it's yeah like that it's very it's very hard
1: I need to know the timeline there we go so (laughs) anyways they end up leaving there oh and Rishi is he's blowing it off again being like she's not thinking properly she just doesn't understand what I'm saying it's like okay so they, Jen and her besties go to a traditional Indian dance class. Uh, there's this move they're all trying to do. They're balancing bowls on their heads and then trying to bend down and pick up uh, money with their teeth. Like Loved a bill. Death. That Loved was death. fun. And then they're having tea afterwards and they start to hatch their plan to tell his family about the engagement.
2: This is possibly the worst idea they could have. I mean, I love it for television. But in real life, is I do think that Jen is that susceptible. She knows it's a terrible idea, but her friend's like, no, do it, do it, do it. Because they are witches. They're two <laughs> witches that have come over. They've put the spell on her, and she goes, okay, let's do it. So they decide to get a translator, and they're sat in their, her apartment. She's she has she's, she's been blowing up her phone. She doesn't want to talk to him. And um she's at the apartment and she sat with uh Myra and Randy and she's like, Oh, should I wear this? Should I wear this? Because they're going to meet Rishi's parents because he's like, she's like, I'm taking him up on his offer to go meet his parents. I didn't know that was an offer, but apparently he offered it. So she said, I'm gonna go go and um they they meet um uh Bindia, the translator who is impossibly beautiful when she walks in. And the first thing, Jen, poor Jen. This is so, see, this is a mark of an insecure woman in a relationship. First thing she says is, oh, oh, I better not bring her, I'm scared to bring her around the family in case they choose her to marry him instead of me. I'm like, Jen, Jen, Jen. Anyway, she's impossibly gorgeous, super intelligent, speaks multiple languages. And she's just like, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know her. And I'm completely threatened by her as well. But she sits down and she's like, okay, so I kind of just want to know what we're doing today. What would you like me to translate? So Jen and those two (laughs) Hocus Pocus women... (laughs) Go into the story of like, well, so basically she's come over here and the family know her, but uh, you know, her her she's engaged, but they've completely hidden that from that from the family, and we may reveal it while we're there. So be prepared for us for you to translate something that's gonna ruin multiple people's lives. But don't
1: worry, Polly, because Randy is an interventionalist.
2: That was the piece de la resistance of this episode. When she came up with that, I went ding dong. I knew I loved her, but I didn't know how much I loved her. What did she explain, Kate?
1: She explained to us that she is a trained interventionalist. Am I saying that right? Interventionist? Interventionist?
2: Interventionist? Yeah.
1: Basically, she knows how... To bring things up in a positive way. And she's saying, we're not telling them that he does drugs. We're not, he's not even having sex
2: (laughs) with you. (laughs) And this complete ding dong, Jen is like, yes. uh, Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. We're just, it's a celebration.
1: Hey, he's engaged. Yay. It's like, oh no.
2: (laughs) You are, hey, 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 Randy, you're the worst. (laughs) interventionist has ever existed so i'm sure that you got all of your training from a groupon but we you know it's not whatever it's not working this is not your place so move on please speaking of groupers this is why the whole life coach i know it's not the same thing but life coach i'm not going to go into it but i my whole rant life coaches 99 of them are an absolute Pile of shit because I went on Groupon and there was a there was a certification for a life coach for twenty nine dollars and ninety nine cents to get qualified as a life coach. Every single person that I've met that has told me, and I live in LA, so there are many people that are life coaches that have told me their life coaches, their lives have been in utter shambles. I mean, complete. <laughs> shambles so apologies if there's any life coaches out there that are listening that actually are together and trained but the majority I've met are absolute shambles and shells of human beings
1: she's she is Randy someone who would be a life coach but she would just tell you to cut everyone out of your life in a really Uh damaging way and then make you make a vision board and then charge you like thousands of dollars
2: beautiful beautiful work so we don't see them going to the family but that's for next week um and we see rishi just sweating but i I, but why is rishi even doing this though is this his way of getting out of having to tell his parents
1: I don't don't know because I don't know. Because Jen keeps telling us in her confessionals, I'm doing this, I'm doing this for his own good. This is for him. I'm doing this not just for me, but his own good, because he'll never do it and someone needs to do it for him. And I'm like,
2: Great impression work there. Round of applause. Great impression. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um
1: does he subliminally want this to happen
2: that's what i'm thinking like he, d- he's just too much of a coward so i think i think it's because he's in it and she's gonna do all the dirty work of having to tell the parents it blows up and then he can have an excuse to get out of it well my you know we told my parents my parents aren't happy with it i can't go against my parents i'm so sorry end of story let me get back to the gym i think that's that
1: and that's the part of it that i do like is She'll get her answer. She wants her answer. She's going to get it. It's going to be a huge mess, but at least she'll know and she can yep. move on and it's going to be great TV.
2: Yep. That's all we care about. Um, Kate, we have one more couple to talk about before, guys, we leave you. Now, it's, as everyone that's been listening, um, this is a couple that I... I believe when 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 true love is spoken about in fairy tales and magical stories, I I thought this was an example of that. Is there a forty plus year age gap? Yes. Um, I still believed in strange, beautiful, and Kate. This week was really hard for me. Um, I bet. I would like you to take over what happened. Um, I will just say the opening scene of Osama with the kitty cat and he's playing with it. Just shows he's so beautiful, strange, beautiful with his animals. He loves them. The end of the episode did not did not exemplify that that love for humans. Kate, take it away, please. Things please.
1: took a turn. So oh. there, we're at Osama's parents' house, and Debbie is not pleased with the accommodations. That's the first thing that she talks about. The most offensive thing is that the toilet seat is made of fabric.
2: That was hard to watch. That was hard to see. I understand. Not quite sanitary.
1: The rest, you gotta expect it's not going to be the four seasons. So then... She is sitting down and it's uh, the dad and the sister and Osama and they're chatting and it becomes clear that they are under the impression that Debbie is going to take him to the States and get him a visa. And she makes it clear to them that she's moved there for good. And that's not her plan at all. And they're uh, shocked. The sister calls Osama out and says, We always said we both wanted to leave here.
2: Oh, uh, uh, yeah.
1: And as Debbie said, all of a sudden, everything is going ass backwards.
2: Man, man. By the way, that was setting up the beautiful, gorgeous sister of Osama for the next season of 90 Day Beyonce. <laughs> perfect, perfect setup. So
1: that's that scene and then they head outside. Just well, Debbie and Debbie Osama. Gave,
2: oh. gave um Muhammad, Osama's um dad, a lovely present.
1: Oh right. We can't skip that. So she brought uh Osama's dad a, a paint set, right?
2: Lovely, paint yeah. Brushes, Canvas,
1: pencils, tools, some some yeah. art art supplies. And he
2: loved it. He loved it. He's such a lovely man.
1: And that that was such a nice gift too. I'm sure in the area they're living that those things are tough to come by. So, because uh, it's so rural, so that that was so sweet. And she's like, yes. "I just want you to paint me a beautiful painting, and that's how you can thank me." It was cute, <gasps>
0: strange, beautiful.
1: Okay. okay, this is when things got more strange than beautiful. They go out. They're outside, and. Debbie is uh, she's in communion with a donkey. So she is singing Irish lullaby to this donkey. Love that. She's petting, Love that. petting him, and yeah. decides she wants to go for a ride.
2: Now, I will say two things here. I we Kate and I both have said that when Debs first came on our television screens, we were shocked into silence of how much. We basically saw ourselves, in in a few years, I mean, the statement necklaces, the the drawing on canvas, the staring out of a window, the walking around in in mumus and, and and jewels. I mean, it really was dream. And when she started singing, la la, like that Irish. My mum used to sing that all the time. And when she started singing that to the donkey and I saw myself next to a donkey singing to it, as I sing to many animals on a daily basis, I just went, Holly, I think it's time to reevaluate some stuff in your life. Not that there's anything wrong with Debs because she's amazing, but I looked and I saw myself in the clearest of manners it's okay yeah (laughs) and then came the scene that i have been waiting for with the donkey kate carry on
1: so she turns to osama i want to ride the donkey man and so he he brings over this saddle it's blankets and she gets she hoists herself up on the donkey and He's guiding, he's reluctantly, he doesn't want to do this. He's he reluctantly guiding the donkey down the field. And she's kind of slipping and sliding. She goes, oh, I don't have a butt. I don't have a butt and I, I can't stay on. Slow down, man. And before you know it, in slow motion, the oh. saddle just tips to the side and she falls to the dirt.
2: It was the best Thing we've seen on film for decades, and I think that Osama, I love that Osama was laughing. I love that Debs was laughing, and I thought, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? They were now going to just draw the sun, draw in the sunset, and Kate. What happened next?
1: She started asking him for some sort of plan for what they're doing next and also the future. And yeah. he has had enough. He said, right now I'm drawing and I want to forget about everything. And I don't want to yes. hear your questions. Yes. And she's like, I know, but can we at least look at apartments online? Because she doesn't want to stay at his parents' house very much longer. I mean, she thought they were just going to be there for maybe a
2: Week that was their plan. And then she said, We're go- you know, the original plan was we're we're gonna stay here and meet the parents, then we're going to buy or rent and rent an apartment in that big city that they originally were in before they came there. So mm-hmm. she's like, Well, can we look at something online? And he's like, Yeah, maybe tonight. And then he's like, I just want just want silence.
1: So she says, Oh yeah, yeah, I'll shut up. And then <laughs> <laughs> She starts humming. <laughs> oh, so funny. Uh, then she tells us that he talked a big game when they were texting. And now that she's here and he, he was telling her, oh, I- when you get here, I'll take care of you. It'll be no problems. We'll get a place. We'll stay. You know, he, he told her what she wanted to hear. And now that she's here and it's all real, all of a sudden he has a different story and he's not, he's not holding up his promises. And so then she continues to bring it up and he says he gets frustrated and says, yeah. are, are you sick? You have a mental sickness or something, which was very rude. Um, And she's, she just wants to know that they have the same idea of what's going to happen, where they'll live after and where they're going even next yeah. week. And he, puts his foot down and says, we're going to leave here and go to the States where I will get my visa and work in the States and I will not change my mind. And he's he's looking, well, one of his eyes is looking straight at her.
2: Thank you. Thank you for that clarification. One of the eyes. This was very, very hard to watch. Debbie is as shocked as we all are because all of us, and yes, I will say all of us, believed that this was pure true love romance strange beautiful and to see him turn and it was a turn and the anger and frustration he had it at deb's because she was saying about this plan he goes the plan the plan all you talk about is the plan the future the future she's well yeah man like i want to know where i'm gonna live and He's like, well, we talk about this after, and he just wanted to paint. I understand that. He was getting irritated by her because she wouldn't stop making noise. But when, you know, he starts saying that we're going to America, that's it, end of, she is so shocked, Kate. She had no clue.
1: She had no clue. And she is so embarrassed because her kids, she's like, I can hear my kids right now saying, don't go over there. He he can't take care of you. And she knows that they're going to be right about this in the end. And I think that she deserves to know what's going on. She's 67 years old. She doesn't have all the time in the world to, and this is what I meant last week about different times in their life. And they're just. No, she knows what she wants and she moved up all her shit over to him and she just wants to get an apartment and sing to the donkeys in her backyard. Absolutely, And, and he is being deceptive. He's being wishy-washy. He has no sense of urgency about leaving his parents. I would be just as frustrated.
2: What I want to know is I want to see the receipts. I want to see the evidence. I want to see the messages between Debs and Osama that said specifically, I'm coming to Morocco and I'm staying there permanently. If she said that and he said, absolutely, we're building life in, in, in Morocco, then fine. But if he did, if she didn't say that, you know, because I don't know whether we're all being bamboozled by Osama. I hope not. But um that he because he's very adamant of like, no, we are going to America. You knew that. But then I do go back to that first dinner that first night at the hotel when he did admit, well, we're gonna then we go to America, we're not here permanently. And she goes, You never said that. And he goes, Well, because then you wouldn't have come. Oh yeah. Kate, I don't, next week's, the preview for next week did not make me happy either. Remind me, what What did we see? He, there. there's footage of them in their interview, in their confessional. Oh. And he's saying, we're going to America, we're going to America, or are we not? And she goes, no, absolutely not. And he goes, fine, then we're done.
1: Yeah, he said, you're a liar. And she said, you're a cold-blooded snake.
2: Yeah, that was. You know, just when I can believe in true love again, this happens. And I don't, I'm hoping maybe it was the heat in Morocco. Maybe something came over them. But I am just hoping that this is not the be all and end all of Strange Beautiful. That's all I'm saying. I still have faith, Kate. And don't you give me that look, Chinland. I
1: I don't want this for her.
2: I don't want this for her at all. I want strange beautiful. When he was reading the poetry, when he met her with his fedora and those eyes looking to left, looking to right at the same time, it was just so beautiful. So we we shall see next week, but I think it's going to be store me. That's what I think it's going to be ahead um guys we went through all of them I mean it was great to see all of our guys and gals this week um next week's gonna be a doozy I think next week I predict Kate we're gonna get the fight in the production van in Columbia with Jamie and Chris
1: yeah things are coming to a head for sure this was episode 12 so I imagine there's probably just a few more episodes before the tell all
2: I think so too and that tell all oh once again, guys, if you have not, um, if you don't follow us, go over to Tender Loving Care Podcast on Instagram. Follow us there and you'll be able to see a sneak peek of the tell um and everything else that we are putting up there. Um, Kate, anything else for our listeners? Uh, thank
1: you so much for listening. Rate us five stars on whatever app you're on real quick. And that helps us out. Also, just telling a friend about the podcast really helps. And we
2: will see you next week. We will see you next week. Bye-bye Bye.
0: Planning for your next trip.